Red button. Is it blinking? It is not blinking yet. It says function. Well, it says five seconds. It looks like it's recording. Uh, I don't get it. Welcome back to I Don't Get It. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the recent performance of uh, Ailey 2 presented by Alberta Ballet at the Jubilee on February 15th. And it was a pretty anticipated performance. Uh, it's been a really long time since the Ailey group has been here at all. And the very first time, I believe, that Revelations has ever been performed in Edmonton. So it was a really big treat for uh, dance fans and dance history fans and all that jazz and um, as a special treat as well uh, I have a guest here with me it is not Paul Paul is um, at wildfire I believe I thought it was prison I thought Paul was in oh prison. yeah maybe he's actually going to prison tickets and <laughs> No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, Paul is away judging a high school improv festival, so... Yeah, wildfire, that's it. Yes. So I have um, my pal, Trent Wilkie, here to discuss the Ailey 2 performance. Yeah, Trent and I have known each other for a little while. We yeah. met uh, back in the day as writers at the now-defunct C Magazine. You were my first editor that I liked. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's... Um, <laughs> that was short-lived. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I have actually had two of my own uh, editors on the show. Of course, there's Paul, and yeah. then Omar Malam was on the show. Oh, so nice. they used to edit me, and now I used to edit you. Isn't that great? That's right. That's awesome. <laughs> Full circle. So maybe, Trent, uh, we can start by you telling our audience a little bit about uh, who you are and, and what you do, and maybe if you've ever seen dance before at all. <laughs> uh, well, first off, uh, this was the first ballet I have ever seen. But um, currently, I'm a, a writer for a journalist for the Edmonton Examiner. Before that, I was a journalist for other uh, newspapers. I was the editor of the Fort Sask Record, the editor of the Camrose Canadian, beautiful downtown Camrose, Alberta. <laughs> um, and I have been around uh, writing uh, off and on for the past 12 years in Edmonton. Uh, the past two years have been strictly journalism, or not strictly journalism, but strictly professional writing. Um, and before that, it's a lot of uh, playwriting, a lot of sketch comedy, a lot of uh, skit writing uh, with mostly water theater, uh, a lot of creative writing, let's just say. So, yeah. Yeah, and I have to say, I just stumbled on the internet today, a video short of uh, that you're in called Cooties, <laughs> uh, directed by Andrea Besa. Yes. So, um, what was that all about? That was probably one of the more fun things I've ever done in my life, uh, because it was uh, minus 700 outside, <laughs> and it was my first uh, on-screen kiss. First of all, it was the, uh, Andrea Besa ha is, has been a director around town for a while. Yeah, theater director. But I think this is her first or second or third actual video production. I think it was her second video production. But it was um, just a wonderful little uh, a little skit that turns you on the air in the end. I don't want to give it away, but it's a wonderful little C called uh, called Cooties. Myself uh, and uh, Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay McNeil. Lindsay McNeil. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just a wonderful little fun little ditty. And those are my favorite things to do. Cool. Uh, and I think we're going to do more. But yeah, it was it's very fun and uh, very funny. And uh, Yes, Andrea's it was pretty talented. funny. Yeah. Andrea's pretty talented, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, it was great. It was a good time. That's great. Well, maybe yeah. we'll throw that up on the uh, podcast Facebook so that people can see what we're talking about cool, and see cool. what you look like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm the girl in Cooties. <laughs> I'm the beautiful girl, and Lindsay plays the uh, dumpy older white guy. Right. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, um, let's get on to talking about Ailey Two mm-hmm. now. Um, this is the um, kind of like the young company of the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, based out of New York. Um, Alvin Ailey was a dancer um, starting out in the late 50s in the U.S., uh, choreographed through, um, I believe, the late 80s. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 83. I've Wikipedia, like Wikipedia yeah. might have lied. We're going to fact check and yeah. have to do this all over again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, he was kind of credited with um, the popularization, a lot of the popularization of um, modern dance in the States especially, and um, uh, kind of invented his own style really he 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 was trained as a more of a theater kind of um expressive dancer he always thought that the dance should be sort of like a full production including costumes lights makeup everything um as well as pretty strong and expressive movement he uh and uh yeah we'll talk a little bit more about the movement qualities that he kind of uh focused on and created a little bit later when we get to revelations Mm -hmm. which was performed um at the Jube uh, as part of this show. What is guaranteed is that Alvin Ailey was very influential and you don't need the internet to figure yes, out. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll get on more about that later. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So the this piece cons- uh, the show was actually four pieces. Uh, the first one was called The External Knot, uh, choreographed by Troy Powell, who is the artistic director of Ailey Two, mm-hmm. and um, he uh, Troy actually had uh, quite a, a storied history with Alvin Ailey. Um, growing up, he was sort of discovered by Ailey at the age of nine. Went through Ailey's dance school, all that kind of stuff. Age of nine. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then he so yeah continued as a dancer and eventually you know, um, became AD of this sort of um, emerging company, which is great. So you can actually really see the influence of Ailey's choreography when you watch this external knot performance because Powell's movements were actually quite classical in a lot of ways, um, but also really expressive and emotional and kind of like big in the upper body. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's one of the things that Ailey sort of one of his signatures really was this sort of ballet bottom expressive top or mm-hmm. modern top. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, what did um, what did you think of the external notch? Well, uh, just uh, right off the bat, it was the first ever ballet that I had ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't what I expected, but it was more than what I expected. It was uh, beautiful. It was elegant. It was, uh, it was wrought with emotion. It was... Uh, but uh, two people, it was many people, it was singular people, it was p- uh, a group of people. It was so many different things for me with a theater background. It was emotive, um, but I, I found uh, right off the bat that it was, it, there was a lot of pain to it. There was a mm-hmm. lot of, a lot of deep, uh, I don't want to say negative emotion because it was beautiful, but it was people dealing with stuff. Mm-hmm. And people dealing with things that were about love and about loss, and uh, that really came across. I didn't realize what I was watching until a few minutes into it, when I was uh, totally, I was relating to it. And I'm not a dancer. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I've never danced before, and it was it was beautiful. Uh, and I was honestly, I'm not trying to say anything, but mm-hmm. I was surprised by yeah. how drawn in I was by it and how involved I got with it. 
That's great. Um, one of the things that you noticed right away about this company, it's 12 young dancers. Um, they're they're super athletic, really, really, um, all their personalities all shine through in their movement. And um, yes, this piece, I, th I agree, there was a lot of sort of turmoil or tumult that yeah. they were going through. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's, I think what in what I kind of took from it was that there was a lot of what a, just a dancer tries to express um, and the struggle with that sort of, um, you know, choosing a career in dance and then trying to emote and show that mm -hmm. uh, on the stage. And the piece was made up of a very, like a lot of very different parts um, with music by Philip Glass, which was just lovely. And I think uh, Robert Schumann was the other um, musical parts. But between some duets and solo performances and the groups coming together it was um it was just a really varied and diverse piece in and of itself mm -hmm. and it was about i think it was about a half an hour long and and then they did their first break yeah it was it was a great intro i got lost in it and then and then it was over and i you know it was i was it was completely enthralled by it, which is all you want from any good piece of art. Yeah, and you're like, well, they're going to keep going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then it led into um, a really, really lovely tender duet called We. Mm -hmm. um, that was choreographed That's by That was a Robert. shorter one, right? That, that was one. a shorter yeah, one, yeah. yeah. It was about uh, five or six minutes long, and it was about um, an older couple and just kind of showing their relationship in the in the sort of uh, I guess the the autumn of their of their time together yeah. maybe you could see that there was uh, it was a lot about time it was a lot about time and in the valleys and the mountains of, of being in a relationship and and loving someone and being pulled away from them and and like most people who have been in relationships one person changes as the other does not or or mm -hmm. the other way around and you and you know as as people evolve in, the, in their relationships there was a lot of that that was prevalent in it and mm -hmm. Again, I go back to my not knowing anything about dance, but still being able to see that. And it shows the quality mm -hmm. of the dancers and the quality of the people that not only choreographed it, but the people who were on the stage as well and the music. As yeah. Well. In this in this short, short dance, you got so much of these years that they seem to have spent together. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really beautiful the way they kind of had these sort of round arms that they would envelop each other in. And that was, yeah. yeah, yeah. And even, even though the movement was still quite abstract and, and not like very um, narrative, mm -hmm. you still got that feeling and that story from them, mm -hmm. which was just, it was just gorgeous. There was always a love there. Even though they were growing at different rates, there was always a love there, which is always very cool. Absolutely. That was a nice treat. And then we went into um, one of the, the piece basically that I was kind of most interested in mm -hmm. um, because it was, I, I felt like it was going to be a total surprise. It was called Rusty, uh, choreographed by Benoit Swan Pouffer. And he is the former AD of the totally fantastic Cedar Lake Contemporary Ballet. Um, in any case, Rusty was sort of this piece um, that really examined the dancers in their own element yeah. in the rehearsal hall. It was for me what you would... Uh, when someone would say contemporary ballet, that's what I would think it would be. It had the voiceover, it had the elements of people who are getting into the mood to dance, getting into what they did pre-show to get themselves involved. And I really liked the way they, the movement in it. It was just very... It, it was captivating. So. Yeah, they came. Uh, they came out um, kind of all in sweats, or all in gray rehearsal wear, mm -hmm. and there was voiceover of a dancer sort of talking through his own warm up and his own movements and what he thought of some of the other people in the room. And it was um, this piece just really allowed the dancers' personalities and their attitudes to mm -hmm. come out. And even though the um, 
the movement was quite athletic and virtuosic at times. It was, uh, it still looked really casual and not all that rehearsed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then for me, it, it brought me into it because it allowed me, because it was explaining something. It was a dancer explaining what he went through before he got uh, into a dance. It was, it, it allowed me to say, okay, someone's telling me something. I can, I can soak into this. And then the dancing took off. At first it seemed loose, but then there's no way that they could be that loose. So it was a, it was a choreographed <laughs> chaos. It was a perfect uh, it was a perfect involvement of all dancers. Yet everybody seemed to be doing uh, their own thing, knowing that everybody else was doing something different. It was I can't really explain what I saw, but it was beautiful. It was well timed, and it was an introduction to something that uh, a world that I had never seen before, mm-hmm. and uh, just a study on how you can be in unison yet completely not in unison mm-hmm. but still slam into something that is in unison and beautiful and 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 shiva like let's say so, yeah. <laughs> shiva like yeah. with the arms exactly <laughs> we're on the that... radio they can't see the arms <laughs> yeah. so there was a lot of arms <laughs> everybody dancing had arms <laughs> but it was that it was it was that sort of uh, ganesh mm-hmm. that sort of beautiful uh line of people all using their bodies in different ways mm-hmm. and from the perspective of what we were seeing it was just gorgeous it reminded me a lot of of water it reminded me a lot of uh, of organized chaos. Yeah, and there was there was a lot of synchrony in the performance, mm-hmm. um, which kind of goes back to that sort of classical or more neoclassical, I guess, because no one's really on point in these dances. Um, they're not ballet per se; they're mm-hmm. more sort of like modern modern neoclassical dance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the movement basis um, uh, in the rusty piece and in the external that was just so based in in uh, ballet, especially ballet legs uh, for the external knot. So. Um, that was kind of really neat to see, actually, because it's a style that a lot of other contemporary dancers don't don't quite use anymore. This mm-hmm. is a little bit more theatrical than um, theatrical and very narrative. Um, so it's quite different than a lot of the um, super contemporary abstract stuff that we see. Today. And I felt that there's a lot of dancers in the crowd. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of Edmonton dancing came out to see that, and I could feel the crowd get into it because you could feel that mm-hmm. they related to it you know it was something that spoke to them so it, it was great it was nice to be a part of that scene totally yeah and I, I think again that was what was really fun about Rusty is that just sort of like getting into the dancers world and really mm-hmm. kind of um, seeing them jam in a casual way it was like um, jazz it was the jazz <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it was great um, and yeah this the company again we have to say that they're quite a, a 12 amazing young dancers um, who are um, each of these dancers spends about two years with Ailey 2 before they move on to sort of like their uh, super professional dance careers and um, and I think that you know it was just a treat to see uh, so many of them that that you know you want to see that personality um, grow Mm -hmm. and see where they all kind of end up. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. those three were cool. It was, and for it was the art, and this is my layman's speak, but it was the it was a, it was a sport art. And what I mean by saying that is, when you're watching figure skating, you're watch because the Olympics had just happened. Oh yeah, you, you know, someone falls and then oh everything happened. nobody fell, <laughs> nobody fell, nobody threw up, nobody fainted. There wasn't a fist fight. Everybody, yeah. we're so in tune with each other, and mm-hmm. I can't even fathom the amount of a practice and uh, mental strength and physical determination that it gets to to get to that point. It's astounding. I have trouble chewing gum and not biting off my tongue. <laughs> but it was it was all jokes aside. It was something that um, 
I really enjoyed watching and I didn't realize how much it affected me until after it was done because after it came revelations right yeah. and revelations and that were were two different things mm -hmm. and I didn't realize how it was like drinking white wine and red wine mm -hmm. how much of a, a different palette it took for each of them right. yet still very accessible in both of their styles that's interesting yeah. that's a really neat kind of analogy because so um rusty we external not these were all created within the last two years mm -hmm. um revelations was choreographed by alvin ailey in 1960 um and since then has been performed in america internationally um quite consistently and is kind of one of the most um, really famous ballets or famous modern dance pieces uh, in that it um, not only the way that it dealt with the subject matter which is uh, growing up as a young black man in Rogers Texas um, you know experiencing racism and and that kind of stuff but also that it was just so um, incredibly showcasing of black history and black culture and it was um, it was quite stunning and the modern movement in it was just joyful and like I left that place just with this huge grin on my face. And that's not what I expected. <laughs> I didn't expect it. I expected gospel music. I expected a, a somber reference to the crappy things in history. Uh, I expected um, a lot more angst, a lot more mm -hmm. uh, focus on, on, on just a, a dour mood, you know, like the mm -hmm. crap and the absolute wrong side of history. That yeah. So many people, uh, mm -hmm. so many racial, racist things that happened during that time but it wasn't it was a celebration of love and life and, and, and god and gospel mm -hmm. music and and oh. there was gospel music it was so good <laughs> it was very very enjoyable mm -hmm. and and yeah like you said we, you left with a with a you, you left uplifted yeah the um well the the end okay so the end of the show is uh they they end with rock of my soul in the bosom of abraham and it is just you know <laughs> there is no way that you cannot feel like amazing after you hear that song and watch these dancers just going nuts with like happiness and joy and um the there are pieces of revelations that are again some of the most iconic pieces um, or scenes that you can see in in the uh, sort of like modern dance canon. The particularly the opening um, it, the opening is called Pilgrim of Sorrow and it has the dancers standing in a pyramid with their hands all in the air. And it's just this thing that I've seen in dance history textbooks, and it's on the Wikipedia page for modern dance. For, um, for you, who's someone who's gone to has gone to school and has studied this, for you seeing that, and this being the first time it was in Edmonton, was it what you expected? Was it something that you did it fulfill what you thought it was going to f fulfill? I or? think I actually had a similar reaction to you in that I was so surprised at how joyful it made me and how, how how like just through all of the hardship and struggle there's still this like wonderful sense of survival mm -hmm. and like reveling in in life and the goodness that is there um and i mean we like we're reading so much into all these things <laughs> i don't know if we're reading into it because it was there yeah it was mm -hmm. there right mm -hmm. and and being a you know uh, being who we are and when we're living and in the time that we were brought up mm -hmm. um to see something that was written that long ago about a completely different time and a completely yeah. different uh, mm -hmm. uh, social structure mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. to see that and to see not what you would expect like it, it's it's mind-boggling for people to to rise above the bull 
yeah. of 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 what they were going through. Absolutely. Define love and mm-hmm. joy with them. Well, as a couple of, you know, white kids growing up on the prairies. Actually, you didn't grow up in the prairies. Oh, geez. No, I grew up on uh, Cape Breton Island. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, growing up in Canada and... Yeah. and um, obviously not having to go through a lot of this crap, but I, I did, I think, you know, as my Ukrainian Catholic background coming out here, but just the way that they, um, found solace in the church and the gospel, like the gospel music was just a really powerful thing. Mm -hmm. I think that carried the emotion in the dance so well. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can really see, you know, and I think that the positivity that actually was shown in the dance is why Ailey and his company has remained so popular. Uh, and because it's not about the dour, awful um, things that happened. It's more actually about finding the light. And you could have told me that was written two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I still would have been surprised. You could have told me that it was written from the perspective of this person who, who went through this stuff. And I would have went, okay, it's going to be negative and it's going to show the you know, the crappier side, and I'm prepared for that, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a firm believer, believer getting in my uh, older years. Um, I'm 500 years old now. Oh, my. I'm pretty good. <laughs> yep, not looking too bad. First uh, theater company in Edmonton. <laughs> Welcome to the moon. Uh, I'm a firm believer that you have to use whatever you can to get through whatever is stopping you from being mm-hmm. happy. And that's what it was it was a breakthrough of a wall and i see how that still has legs to this day and how it still is relevant to this day because that's what makes something uh, go on for you know, 50 60 70 years is is how relevant it is to the people that are, are, are watching it and understanding when it happened, but how it still relates to them today. Mm-hmm. And I think if we were to even expand the conversation to more like more of the dance that we see in town and more of even the theater that we see in town, um, there's there is a sort of a a, a tendency towards the the dark side mm-hmm. because you know um, as as artists we do want to express things that are that make us feel so strongly um, but there's there's just this sort of refreshing thing sometimes about seeing something that is kind of populist and you know really like just easy easy to enjoy yeah <laughs> and easy to get actually and, and a lot of us haven't felt the strife and the and the death and the and the, the, the constant abuse that some people have. And, and to maybe even go a little further and look into someone who's... They want happiness. They want brightness. They want mm-hmm. joy. Mm-hmm. And for us as a people that have that in excess, first world problems, you know, yeah. uh, we're going to go to that, I'm so emotional. I mean, someone, <laughs> you know, uh, mm-hmm. and to see someone break through that, it's sort of humbling and, and, and relevant mm-hmm. and shows you, you know, we all got it pretty good. Well, I know I do. I can't speak for you. Well, I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah, I think we're well, doing all right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I got my blanket fort. I'm all good. <laughs> Um, And I do think, too, that um, also understanding the dark side makes being able to watch the dance and watch something that's so cheerful and uh, and and quite joyous. And um, you you have to you have to look into it because we Mm -hmm. can't explain the the pirouettes and the hand gestures and the the body language. We can't explain that. So Mm -hmm. for us to be able to go on and on about the meaning of what they said is Mm -hmm. a testament to how awesome it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really was powerful. It Mm -hmm. was one of the ones it was one of those feel good pieces, I have to say that (laughs) that, um, you know, you don't often leave a contemporary dance saying that you're like you feel really good but that it's so powerful and it affects you um and this one for me was both it was kind of like leaving a hollywood musical a little bit (laughs) i've never been to one but i'm gonna agree with you 
Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. well, um, thanks so much, Trent, oh, for coming on and, and talking about the show. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it and that you got it. It sounds like you got it. Well, um, I love art. I love good art. Mm-hmm. Uh, people ask you, what type of music do you like? And people usually say, oh, I like this, I like that. I like stuff that doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see. It's nice to not have to see something and lie about it. <laughs> like going to see your, your child's Christmas rehearsal. Like, no, you were the greatest tree. So what? You threw up. <laughs> Everybody throws up. But anyway, it was nice to see something and not have to lie mm-hmm. about how good it was. Great. Well, mm-hmm. you know, anytime Paul's not around, maybe we'll just give you another <laughs> knock on the door and say, hey, come come help me out here. <laughs> I, I would love to help. Um, okay. Hey everyone, coming up next, uh, Paul and I are going to go see the Prairie Dance Circuit on February 28th. It's running the 28th and March 1st at the Tim Center. It is a presentation by the Brian Webb Dance Company, and it's featuring um, uh, East Indian Katak Dance by Usha Dance Entourage and a choreographer named Joanna Bunden from Regina. Then uh, next up after that, the I Don't Get It podcast is going to be uh, a guest at the Expanse Movement Arts Festival at the Arts Barns. Um, from March 6th to 9th. So we're going to be in the lobby of the Arts Barns throughout the festival and interviewing dancers and choreographers and maybe even you about some of the stuff that you see. So um, make sure you do come check out the Expanse Movement Arts Festival. It is one of my favorite times in town because it is just all dance, all movement for four whole days. Um, A lot of really great artists in there this year. Um, And we will throw up information about the festival on our Facebook as well. And then um, coming up later on, even in the month, is Giselle. Um, We're going to take Paul to his very first uber super classical ballet. Um, Giselle is up there with Swan Lake and Sleeping Beauty as one of the most sort of um, quintessential classical ballets. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what's in store. And um, I think we can sign off now. Again, everybody, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to review us on iTunes. Leave comments on our Facebook page. Tweet at us at I Don't Get a Dance. And uh, we love you, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. The I Don't Get It podcast is recorded under a table in a blanket fort in an apartment in Edmonton, Alberta. It was recorded and edited by Andrew Paul. Our theme song is Mountain Time by Ghibli, and you can find more about Ghibli at ghibli.bandcamp.com. Sitting here thinking, 